1: We'll be one voice, though. You know, we'll all be saying the same thing. That's what the great thing about being on this staff, you have relationships with these guys. I have relationships with them. I have an understanding of what we're going to teach James, what we're telling him, what we're expecting him, how to execute on play-in and play-out basis. So it'll be, he'll hear from different people. That's everybody. They, every team got a head coach, officer coordinator, and a quarterback coach. This is not new to me. You know, I've been a black guy my whole
0: life. <laughs> and- Welcome back to Real Bucks Talk Podcast. This is Michael Plus, joined by Mark Ramirez, as always. And today, we got a great show lined up for you. Um, We're going to get into the Byron Leftwich press conference from yesterday and talk a little bit about him and what he can bring to this team. And then we'll get into your fans' uh, questions, uh, which we're really excited about. Um, And uh, other than that, I mean, I wish the Bucks were playing tomorrow. You know, one day we can dream, but... Hopefully that's uh, this coming year. Mark, uh, how you been, man? How's everything going?
2: Good, good. Yeah, I'm, again, working on a Saturday, and now we're doing the podcast. This is the fun part of the weekend now. But, yeah, just the usual work week. It's going way too damn fast nowadays. I remember the days when they were, like, felt like five days in one, but now it's like, (laughs) slow down. Slow down, please.
0: Yeah, yeah, same here. I mean, uh, just typical work it's it's strange not having to be in school you know I finished with school so now it's just work and studying draft now draft prospects and that's the fun part yeah that's the fun part that's what we're getting into uh really breaking down this class uh watch a little bit of the safety group which is kind of impressive they're uh versatile and I watched a little bit of the, the cornerbacks which are they're the real deal like the top top couple names are are pretty special um But anyway, uh, let's get into uh, the Byron Leftwich. Your thoughts on him?
2: Yeah, initial thoughts. I mean, everyone knew Byron Leftwich was coming. It was just waiting for his little press conference. And yeah, like he has a good attitude. They all speak the same thing. Like I put in the intro, they all have the same voice. They pretty much all are feeding off of what BA has taught them, and they all mimic the same things. That's why everyone's like, "Oh, is there going to be too many voices in his ear?" I mean, to be honest, they all have said the exact same things in every press conference. It's not like they have it on a piece of paper in front of them. They just all truly believe in the same principles and way to attack defenses. They see X's Mm -hmm. and O's the same way Bruce Arians does. And that's a really, really good thing. You want everyone together in unison. And all of them have been in relationships together, right? right? So,
0: Yeah, how many times have have we heard, uh, you know, we're going to put the players in the best position to succeed? Like, it's just constant. Like, you can probably... You know, get like just go through the press conference and count it on your hands, and then run out of fingers. Right? Because how many times they say it, uh, which is really refreshing.
2: Yeah, everyone's together in unison. You have a continuity in the in the coaching staff already, mm-hmm. and this is their first year being on the Bucs, but they've been together working together for right. a while. Right. But I mean, let's look more into um, Byron Leftwich. We gave you a couple of this earlier in the when we first hired him. But yeah, he's drafted in 2003, with the Jacksonville Jaguars, seventh overall pick. Mm-hmm. in the carlson palmer draft uh played you know jaguars a little bit with the falcons steelers his one year here with josh freeman mm-hmm. and then three more years with the steelers where he won a super bowl was with bruce arians at that time um learned the offense he's probably had about seven to ten years learning under bruce arians uh got into coaching in 2017 obviously with bruce arians asking him to come coach come come mm-hmm. just come to practice see how it felt and then Byron which got, got the itch,
0: yeah.
2: and now he's been coaching only two years. First as a quarterback's coach. Last year he was QB coach, then got moved up to offensive coordinators. That's uh-huh. the quick, brief intro of how he got into coaching. And now let's look at just a couple of things of how he felt when he met Bruce Arians and how that made him become a coach, kind of.
1: Left which landed with
2: the Pittsburgh Steelers where he backed up Ben Roethlisberger and played for offensive coordinator Bruce Arians an opportunity he'd sought for years
1: it amazes me the way he saw football when I first met him when I first got there and I saw the offense and his philosophy and the way he thought about football I was like man I've been you know I've been trying to be around a guy like this my whole life so pretty much yeah.
2: That's the kind of influence BA has on mm-hmm. uh, on offense and an X's, X's and O's perspective, pretty much. And you can hear it in his own words right there. Right, he saw yeah. football a different way, and that's pretty much what he's teaching all these guys. Mm-hmm. And then here's BA on how he feels of of Byron Lefwich. The young coach made an early impression on Arians, the quarterback whisperer.
1: He's so bright, you know, and he, he knows why we do everything we do because he's basically been in this offense for seven, eight years, and uh, he'll be a head coach early and fast.
2: So good. He's highly of him. That's why he's taking over play calling.
0: Yeah, I mean, he talks about just his his wisdom in the offense, and he's a very smart guy. It seems like he's picking up things fast, so that's, you know, that's good. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about the move because he's a guy that can show Jameis what to look for exactly in this offense, which is exciting.
2: And you love the fact that he's played the game. He knows what's going on in the quarterback's head, and he also knows now the coaching aspect of, okay, well, I'm calling a play, but I know this quarterback's going to feel this way because maybe he made a mistake. He doesn't want to set him up for another failure. And that's huge with Winston, like in his – Interceptions, turnover rate, everything. Everyone's like, oh, get rid of Winston. He throw, he's going to throw another interception. Well, I mean, to be honest, on this roster and out there in general, there's not many quarterbacks better than Winston. So you're going to have to run with what you got, and Winston's got everything you need. You just need to limit the turnovers. Yeah. And now you got B.A. who knows all X's and O's, quarterback whisperer, and he has a guy he trusts in Byron Lefwich, who knows his offense, good, a good one, can teach as well. All Clyde Christensen, they're all going to kind of calm them down with just knowledge mm-hmm. and let them know, okay, well, we're all one voice. We're all going to teach you how this needs to be done and just not hold you back, but just tell you, no, don't make that throw when it's not needed to.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just about making the right decisions. And I think, you know, it's, it's refreshing to hear all the coaches like saying Jameis is our guy, you know, they have all the confidence in the world in him and they're going to make sure he's being put in the right spots to be successful. So that's exciting.
2: Very, very true.
0: And then here's
2: a couple more things. This is uh, left which during the press conference. A lot of good stuff. Like, I like how all these guys have good personalities and mm-hmm. can talk well. Right. But here's him talking about what he's going to be doing with Winston and how he's going to be on his hip.
1: Well, first got to learn him first, right? i got to learn Jameis. i got to learn how he thinks, how he executes, uh, what he does well, what he don't, maybe not do so well. And then i got to get those things better as a whole. And it's tough to say exactly how to do that because it's different reasons for turnovers, a lot of different reasons for turnovers. And as the quarterback, we all understand it goes on you every time. So you got to watch him. Once I get an opportunity to watch him as a whole, see what really caused the turnovers, get a chance to know Jameis, really know him. Because like I always say, you can't call plays for a guy until you know a guy because – our personality is quarterback show in our play. Regardless of what anybody says, I think your personality shows on how you play. So I got to get an opportunity to learn this kid. And once I get a chance to learn Jameis, then I can answer those questions. Right now, I'm just trying to look at the personnel, see the players that we do have on this team, and just think of ways of trying to get these guys in position so they could be successful.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, it's it's about – Understanding who your players are as players. And, you know, I think Byron did a good job of that with Jeff Rosen last year, and now he's bringing in Jameis. And, you know, I think, you know, their relationship is so important because he's the play caller. He's got to make sure that they are on the same page at all times, but that goes within everybody on offense. Like, we talk about Levin working as one, you know, and that's what I think Byron's trying to, you know, say there, that we have to be on the right page and making sure – these guys each week are being put in, you know, success can be successful weekly, consistently.
2: Yeah, and I like how he said, right now he's got to learn Jameis before he's gonna force him to do anything. Right. Yeah. So, but he's right now all he's looking at is what he has an offense to use. He's not really gonna pigeonhole Winston. You got to do this. Mm-hmm. Literally, he's looking at the offense, saying, "Oh, we got all this ability, so there's there's ways we can attack teams like this." Mm-hmm. But then once he gets Winston in practice, sees his. Um, Tendencies sees his frequently, oh, he's always looking this way or doing this, that's when he can start truly teaching Winston. Mm-hmm. Either teach something out of him or go with what's working best for what Winston's doing. If he's looking at one thing, he's making one throw really well, he's like, okay, well, we're going to build around this. Like learning a quarterback and, his, like he said, his personality. Obviously, maybe Winston's a little too much risk it. <laughs> and he's throwing away too many biscuits. Yeah. Maybe he just needs to get that under more control, a controlled risk it, no biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, I really like how he looks at it as a whole. It's not just pushing your agenda like we always addressed with Cutter and the old uh, coaching staff. Right. But, I mean, it's... I think
0: the the main thing is, like, these guys are going to be put in a comfortable situation, you know, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like, they're going to make sure these guys are comfortable with what plays are being called. um, And also knowing that these are plays that we can run successfully consistently like we're going to have a bread and butter like something we can go yeah. to consistently um jamis is going to be able to play more to his strengths and we're not going to force his weaknesses say a la the deep ball you know we're going to focus on what he does best quick timing passes you know get him in rhythm get him up tempo utilize a running game you know to balance mm-hmm. counteract that so there there's a lot of things goods coming from byron and and i think it's being spoken throughout the whole coaching staff is is what I, we're trying to get.
2: Yeah, pr- pretty much. Yeah, and it's a, one common voice. Yep. And then here was one cool little story that Leftwich talked about that Bruce Arians had on him when he was a backup at, in the Steelers, and I thought that was pretty cool. And him learning to be a coach and how to actually not just coach someone but build relationships, and that's the biggest thing for me with BA that he does as a coach that I feel like Cutter didn't really do, and that's why he wasn't the best talker with the team pretty mm-hmm.
1: much right same with media like building relationships is a huge huge deal i mean i remember coming off i remember him we were in pittsburgh he cussed me out one day i wasn't even playing. <laughs> and i knew it was for ben you know <laughs> and it's just having an understanding of just the dynamics it was not the time to say that to ben it was to say it to me so i can relate it to ben you know later on two, three plays later. And that's just having that sort of understanding of the position because it is a unique position. Playing quarterback is unlike anything else. It's different. It's fragile. It's a whole lot of different things that when you're in that room, when you're coaching that room, you have a true understanding of. And just that's what I just demeanor, just having an understanding, knowing when to say certain things, knowing when not to say nothing, let the player play. And that's what I that's what I picked up from him the most, besides the X's and O's. We all know he's great at X's and O's. But just those type of things, just relationships, communication, just the human element of playing this game.
2: Communication, the human element. Yeah. And just knowing the communication with certain players. Like, you can't just be one way towards everyone. Mm-hmm. That's why B.A.'s really, really valued with every NFL player because of the way he can talk and
0: relate. Yeah. Yeah and it's it's great to see all these coaches like we're not really even focusing on Xs and Os it's all about like you said human element building relationships making sure these guys are comfortable in what they're doing and understanding that hey if we if we do this then you can be you know the best possible player or coach and that's that's something that I like to see and that's refreshing it's like yeah, he understands w- where Jameis is because he was there. He's been that quarterback. He's been that guy, and now as a coach, along with Bruce Arians, and it's uh, it's really good things. And hopefully, we can start seeing Jameis becoming that you know that elite quarterback that he's so close to being.
2: Yeah, he's got all the tools; that just need to be used correctly. Yeah, yeah, and then also I wanted to make the point. Yeah, the relationships, communication is a huge deal. It's not just X's and O's. So all the coaches we looked into in the coaching search. Really, if, if they were just good with X's and O's, we didn't like them. Like mm-hmm. that's what we thought Lafleur was. Yeah, he didn't have really the, the communication aspect, like really control room. Aaron's no doubt has that. Right. We thought Chris Richard had that. I don't know why he doesn't have a coaching job. I thought Dan Campbell had that. He was good with psychology. He knows how to push a player and when to come back. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a brute. A lot of people thought that's all he was. No, he, if you look more into him, he's he's like Bill Parcells. He can push you and persuade you to do certain things. But not just by yelling at you. Mm-hmm. So that was another reason why I liked him so much. And the B. that was another one that we really liked. And he was really good with talking and getting his weight across just by talking to you. Right. Right, making it dumbed down if you don't really understand it. Mm-hmm. It's not saying someone's dumb. It's just the way they know how to talk and communicate. That's the biggest thing.
0: Yeah.
2: And then here's one last clip on Leftwich. Then we're going to go more into what he was with the, with the Cardinals. But this is him talking about the system. And it's not just pushing the system. It's learning from the players.
1: We just got to make sure we clean everything up, especially from a system standpoint. Cross all our T's, dot our I's, and make sure once these guys walk through the door, everything's in stone. We have an understanding. We got to give these guys a great understanding of what we want and need from them. They'll they'll help us along the way to give us better idea of what's the better way of coaching and teaching, and we're just ready to have fun, man.
2: See, like, they have their core beliefs right the Mm -hmm. system he's talking about they're going to let them know what they expect out of them and then the players will tell them later down the road okay well i'm not the best at doing this i'm really good at doing this then they push them like okay well we'll help you do this Mm -hmm. we'll set you up in this situation and that's how coaching should be
0: yeah it's a back and forth it's you know it's a back and forth uh dialogue and that's really nice to it's nice to see and you you see that from you know teams that are are, are winning. I mean, you look at the teams playing tomorrow, they all have that. They all have where they allow the quarterback to have a lot of input. They have um, just the freedom, players being able to modify game plans and, and, and help and, and help these coaches. So coaches help the players, players help the coaches. Then you work together and you build a system that fits what's best to win games. And that's, I mean, that's what he's talking about. That's, that's what we want.
2: Yeah. I mean, because everyone knows BAs push it down the field. I mean, that's a cool thing, though. It's very similar, like we've been saying, to Cutter, but it's using the guys to their best abilities, mm-hmm. right? So, and looking into that, that's one thing I want to look. Hey, well, Leftwich's only coaching spot has been with the Cardinals. They shit the bed <laughs> last year. Yeah. They have the number one overall pick for a reason. They were 3 and 13, right? Mm-hmm. They got two of their wins under Leftwich's helm, <laughs> they got one of them his first time calling plays. So to me I look at the Cardinals and then we look at the Bucks. He said in his press conference he learns more from a 3 and 13 season than a 13 and 3. So what is he going to learn? That Cardinals offensive line was shit. Right. Absolute just dog crap. Hope hopefully he pushes us to be hey, listen, my line sucked. I couldn't pass the ball deep. I know that's the principles of our offense. We can't do it with the shitty offensive line. they got to look at the offensive line and see Caleb Beninock weakness.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, you can't have people getting you in front. I mean, they lost you Potty and Pew, I think his name is. Yeah. And their O-line was trash. So And you had a rookie quarterback. Right. It's not just the rookie quarterback if he can't have time to throw. So, I think hopefully he learns that the most from me, considering the offense they're going to be doing. And then also, Mike, is it Mike McCoy? Mm-hmm. Mike McCoy was the one not using David Johnson correctly, and all that I was listening to the Arizona Cardinals podcast, they're like David Johnson, thirty one, is not being used the way he used to be used. We need to see that. Right. So running back is a huge issue or a huge thing, pass catching running back. We don't have that. Mm-hmm. I can see that being a pressing need that they haven't shown yet. Like I, we need a pass catching running back. That's mm-hmm. all. Ronald Jones hasn't shown he can do it. Yeah, I've been past podcasts. I debated. Maybe he can practice at it, but we need a natural. I'm not saying give up on him, but I'm saying you could see a running back that knows how to catch the ball come into here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything you have to say about? Like
0: yeah, I mean, um, no, those are great points. I think offensive line is definitely going to be a priority. I mean, especially with what they're going to be trying to accomplish. You know, they want explosive plays. They want things to happen downfield. So you got to have a strong offensive line. But I also think a running game is going to be a priority because of Jameis Winston in the play action passing game. You want to get that accomplished. Uh, but as far as a running back and a running back stable, you know, I look at Payne Barber, uh, good running back, you know, again, I think he can be a guy that you can, you know, share the load with. I think Ronald Jones, same thing. If you want to get explosive plays, you can use Ronald Jones in certain ways to set him up, whether that be running or maybe on a short pass, you know, at times. But, He's got to develop, I think they're gonna develop him better because of the multiple practices. Uh, and then you look at, you know, the upcoming draft, and I think there's gonna be some options there to get a running back that can do it all. And I think, you know, with David Johnson, like you said, that's gonna be something that they want to target because you look at Bruce Arian's past, he's always had a running back that can do multiple things, whether it be Andre Ellington, uh, you look at um trying to think before Ellington it was I think it was Buck Coulter now Chris Johnson there too. Chris Johnson um and now David Johnson so yeah I mean running back I think is going to be something they add I don't know when that's going to happen whether it's free agency or the draft but I mean they're definitely going to need some more running backs they only have two under contract I think Jacquez Rogers is going to be gone so yeah I mean offense line running back I think is going to be definitely a priority
2: yeah, and and the draft guys there's there's always a guy who can catch a ball in the draft. Yeah. And that's one reason why I kind of last year didn't really look dive into Ronald Jones is he didn't catch the ball. And I'm, in my opinion, you have to be able to catch the ball in this day and age in the NFL mm-hmm. unless you're just a short yardage back and you can be a bruiser yeah. a la Mark Ingram, Peyton Barber. Mm-hmm. So we have that. I really love and value what Peyton Barber can bring. But we needed some other type. right? Like the Saints got it down. We, we just – I don't know what – Jason Light was doing with that one. I'm not going to give up on Ronald Jones because he has that quick twitch, lightning ability, can home run threat. But we got to be able to catch a ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like we named a couple. We named uh, Devin Singletary and David Montgomery last podcast. Mm-hmm. Another huge one I like coming off an injury. You made me remind me. You reminded me earlier about it. Rodney uh, Anderson. Yeah. Out of OU. Yeah. You haven't heard of him lately because he's just been hurt. In the draft process, he'll probably fall because of that. But he's a damn load. Yeah. He's a big boy. I think he's like 6'1", 6'2". 6'1", 220 mm-hmm. at least.
0: Yeah.
2: And he can do it all. He can catch, run. Very similar to those. David Johnson. Very similar. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's other names. We're all, we'll look more into it as mm. the process goes on. Yeah. But to me, I think that's going to be a big key in what they look for moving forward. And especially in the draft, offensive line and helping Jameis Winston. Yeah but i mean then the defense its they improved over the time mm-hmm. right so imagine them with a coach that actually knows how to use the players correctly and we have got safeties that are very athletic and can be used all over the field not just pigeonholed in one place
0: mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah i think the defense is is further further along than most people think uh, again i think mike smith's scheme really uh set them back. And now you got a scheme that I think is gonna play more to their strengths. You're gonna have aggressive mindset where you allow these corners to get up and, and play press. And that's good news for, you know, Vernon Hargraves, good news for Carlton Davis. Same thing for Jordan Whitehead, Justin Evans, guys that like to play up in the box, but also can play center field if you need them to. And, you know, go sideline to sideline. So and now you have Levante David who I think is numbers wise is, is going to go up because he's gonna be used in a way where he can attack the quarterback. You know, he just hasn't been able to uh, do that in past years, and, and really attack the line of scrimmage to, to per se. You know, these guys are all going to be attacking one way, and that's that's what fits them best.
2: Yeah. Well, with that, any more news on Leftwich? You want to talk about?
0: No, I'm really excited about the hire. I mean, the the whole coaching staff in general is uh, something I'm really excited about, and uh, we'll probably talk more, you know, about different coaches as we go along here. But I mean. What leftwich can bring just as a former player, and that's what I really like uh, among the staff is a lot of former players, which is good. You know, they understand what these guys are going through, and I think that's going to be that's going to be very important.
2: Well, speaking of former players, we just added Antoine Randall L. Yeah, Cody Grimm. All every Bucks fan better know Cody Grimm. He was a hell of a player. The only three years he was here, yeah. and e- even then, they were saying he's like a coach on the field.
0: Yeah, I mean, we were talking. Cool. We were talking about it, and you know was a couple of weeks ago about how these play, like these coaches are former players, but they just couldn't do it athletically. You know, they had the mental mindset and that's Cody Grimm and, uh, Anton Randall was a hell of an athlete, but you know, it just, um, and he had a great career. So, I mean, adding him and also he played quarterback. So you, you never know, maybe he teaches. Um, <laughs> I hope we see it. I hope we see that play. Maybe he teaches something to Adam Humphreys, you know, and let him throw the ball down the field or <laughs> that's the first day of practice who can throw. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That'd be awesome. I hope we see it this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Bring I mean, some trick plays, damn
2: it. Yeah, exactly. you got to see some creativity. Well, well with that, you want to get into the questions,
0: fans' questions? Yeah, let's get into it. Um, here, I'm going to start from the bottom here. Uh, let's start with Dimash. Um, any validity to the Mark Ingram reports, and do you want to see us sign him? I mean, well, I mean, my opinion, I don't honestly
2: see any validity to that. Yeah. I, oh. I know the guy that wrote it out there, you said...
0: He thinks he knows what he's talking about. I actually said it's too funny.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't... I, yeah. Why would you, we want two Peyton Barbers?
0: Yeah, I don't really see it. And I honestly don't see him leaving the Saints. I mean, I think they would want to keep him. But, I mean, I can understand from Kamar getting more of a workload, but... I mean, I think they work so well together. I, I don't see them leaving. But themselves,
2: they even said it. They they were trying to take Kamara's carries away because they didn't want to hurt him too much. Right. They didn't want to overuse him. Yeah, because they know they're smart. They know if you overuse him, he's not going to be there later in the season. Yeah. He's not going to have enough gas.
0: And plus, and plus, I'm not a big fan of signing a 29 year old who's going on 30. You know, mm-hmm. as a free agent running back, that's just not very wise. I, I mean, yeah, he can catch some passes and he does the screen game really well, but. Just uh, I don't think he's anything different than what you get with, you know, Peyton. And I think you can add some more diversity. I think we need a guy more like a – you need a quick twitch guy back there. You need like a Tariq Cohen or maybe even, um, you know, that's why I really like Singletary. Uh, I think he would be a perfect fit. Or um, even a Montgomery, you know, who's kind of similar to Barber, but he can just do way more things. He
2: has way more Mickey miss. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'll I'll
2: bring up more numbers of that when we talk about him. Yeah, yards
0: after contact. Yeah,
2: like he's – Total night and day, mm-hmm. different from to me, but yeah, I agree on all points. Yeah, uh, you want to read the next one? Yes, yeah, so this is from Tommy. What do you guys think of the Bucks bringing in D Buchanan? So, Dion, right? Dion Buchanan, yeah, yeah, Dion Buchanan used to be out on the Cardinals, had his two best years in 14 and 15 under Bulls and Arians.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that would be interesting. I mean, I guess it really depends on like how you want to play him. I know he's a hybrid linebacker slash safety, um, more so linebacker. Uh, he's kind of like that, um, that big nickel dime package type of guy that you could bring in. Kind of similar to what Andrew Adams was playing for us this last year. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't hurt. Uh, definitely depth. I mean, if you truly are going to go to more of a 3-4 where you're playing more linebackers and – and getting more athletic speed guys out there, then I could see it. But I don't know. I guess it depends on what they do with Quan and how that how that works out.
2: Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you do with Quan Yeah. after that injury? Do you sign him back? I know he's a huge voice in the locker room, yeah. huge motivator. But, I mean, it all starts with that. Once we sign or don't sign him, then a lot more cards will fall into place. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Buchanan – he did have really good seasons and i remember we wanted him for a little while yeah yeah but let's see i mean we to be honest we got justin evans whitehead and adams like those are three very aggressive fast playing Mm -hmm. safeties and they they haven't even been played to what they can really do and they hit hard yeah they're fast players
0: they're kind of similar to buchanan they can kind of do the same things you can put them up in the box and, and they're just not as big right yeah, And he's not even that huge. I no, He's not, not Cam Chancellor. No, he's only about, I think he's under 230. And, uh, you know, he's still only 27, which is good. Uh, so, still pretty young. Uh, but, yeah, I mean. But
2: um, but everyone's going to say that with every
0: Cardinals player. Yeah. Every yeah. Cardinal or
2: Jet player. So, yep. could they bring him in? Yeah. I mean,
0: yep. and then again, it's always price tag. I mean, mm-hmm.
2: it's someone to teach the yeah.
0: secondary. My biggest thing is with free agency, like is that guy an upgrade, you know, is it an upgrade over your current roster of who you have, you know, that's what I look at, you know, like JPP, he worked out because he was a massive upgrade. He was, he was a guy that we needed and it made sense. So that's the only thing I, I look at when, a, from a free agent standpoint, you know, that's why a lot of people question like the Bo Allen and the, the Mitch on Ryan additions. Cause you bring in a Vita Vea, and is you know, Vita Vea is better than Bo Allen, but you know, again, you, you build depth that way, I guess. Um, but I would just look from terms of value when it comes to free agency. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, there's going to be options out there.
2: Right, here's Tommy again. Did you guys see the TMZ footage of DJX at the airport? Probably not coming back.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he's coming back. I mean, I think he pretty much wants out. He already sold his Tampa home. So, I mean, it'd be. Yeah, I would be shocked if he comes back. I just don't see it working out. I mean, especially with what he's done in the past and what has been reported. And, yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, for those who haven't seen it, pretty much it's just this guy hounding him at the airport, him trying to get into his car. <laughs> he's like, oh, yo, DJX. Like, they're best friends. Yeah. What you going to do? Like, no one's going to answer anything. So he's just like, yeah, just that's why I got an agent. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pr- pretty much what you would do with paparazzi. I would do the same thing. Yeah, I got an agent. Leave me alone. But like like we've been saying, the past shows he's not happy. He's had conflicts with the quarterbacks. This coaching staff saying Winston is our quarterback. It's the it's alls team. It's the player's team. Do you want a guy that's going to whine and complain every time something's not going to go right? Or do you want a guy that's going to be there and say, no, we're going to make this better? Mm. So, I mean, D. Jackson Grimes are two guys that are, are complainers. Yeah, I mean, D.J. when he he's on, he's damn good. Mm-hmm. I loved him how his cockiness is, and once he's doing good, he's on top of the world. But it's almost like the Antonio Brown thing. Like, stop complaining, just mm-hmm. just play the ball. Like, Antonio Brown's getting paid too. I don't get why the hell he's whining.
0: So, <laughs>
2: but that's a whole other team, a whole other yeah
0: diva. They're divas. Yeah, exactly right. Um... Yeah. Next question, again by Tommy. What's with the need at running back when Peyton Barber almost ran for a thousand yards with a bad O line and at low attempts? That's a great question.
2: No, it's just, and I'll answer it the same way we've been saying it. Mm-hmm. It's Barber is one guy that does one thing very well. The other thing is he doesn't. He doesn't pass. No, he pass blocks amazing. He doesn't catch the ball well. Yeah. yeah. And every time he's in pushed out to the outside, no one covers him, mm-hmm. and no one even looks to. He's gonna get the ball. He never gets the ball because he can't really catch.
0: Yeah.
2: Every time we put a guy out, no one covered him. We need a guy where if you put him out wide, they're gonna think, oh, like Kamara or like McCaffrey, that guy has a chance to catch the ball and actually make me look like an asshole.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so we need that that fear and to use a running back multiple different ways. Peyton Barber just doesn't have that. Yeah. And yeah. that's why you need. That's why I'm saying. Even with the Cardinals' offense, when. David Johnson was awesome. Mm. they put him out wide all the time. I was listening to their podcast. They're like, we don't use thirty-one like we used to.
0: Right.
2: That that there is saying to me, okay, B. A. and Lefwich, they're they like to use their running backs out wide. They like to use them mm. differently. Yeah. So hopefully we're going to see that. Will it be Ronald Jones? I don't know. Or will it be a new guy? Mm. I don't know if it's going to be a veteran or if it's a rookie. Or I just feel like they will get a new
0: running back yeah. that
2: knows how to catch a ball.
0: No, I agree. I mean, with the game, the way the game is played today, you have to have a diverse running back that can do all things, multiple things. And uh, the thing with Payne Barber, uh, yes, he does a couple of things very well. He's a very good inside runner, and he can pass protect um, very but, well. But the problem, the problem with Barber is he's inconsistent with his hands, um, as Mark stated, and then also he doesn't make anybody miss. Um, in the open field especially when he gets downfield he just doesn't know how to make people miss he usually runs into them and he can't create those bigger plays um that is necessary yeah he might break a couple tackles and then keep going but um just doesn't have that make you miss kind of ability that you really need to take a play from being 10 yards to you know 30 to 40 or even you know bigger than that so that's my only that's the only thing about barber i mean we got to get you got to get someone better up there to upgrade that position. I think that's going to that's going to be a priority.
2: Yeah, cuz I think they drafted Ronald Jones because he has the speed. Yeah. That Barber doesn't. It's right. nothing Barber doesn't have breakaway speed. He had like one big touchdown when he goes against the 49ers his rookie season. Yeah. Other than that, he hasn't had really a big touchdown. I think they thought Jones, oh, he'll be the speed to Barber's bang. Mm-hmm. But you, you got you got to look at the whole picture. It's yeah. It's not just getting fat, one fast, one slow, one slow, <laughs> one fast, and one that bangs in the yeah. in the middle. You Bar- have to have everything. Yeah.
0: Barber's ideal for you know ten to twelve touches per game, and if you look at if you look at um, you know his season last year, I mean, his best efficient numbers was when he was in that ten to fifteen range as far as carries. Now that could be that's all he got, but I think that's where he can be effective. And then you have another guy that can do you know the same amount of rate, but. Be more explosive in that area, you know, ten to maybe twenty, or you know, however you want to split it. But I think definitely a committee is is where the league is going. And I think if you have a guy that can do multiple things, and then you compare that with other guys that can do one thing really well, um, you have a you have a good uh, a backfield there.
2: Very very true. I mean, that's that's what I think the Titans are trying to do with Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. Right. But I mean, it was like one guy was doing well, that guy sucked. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how Derrick Henry went from nothing yeah. to, like, three weeks in a row of just blowing up the NFL. Yeah. I mean, we, we need a balance. Yeah. And multiple, using a guy in a different way. Like, we just don't have that element mm. in our offense right now. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, the ability to get easy yards, I mean, that's that's what you got to have. Um, next question from uh, our friend Chef Aaron, 26. Uh, who are the players you would cut to increase the cap? That's a great question. Players, I mean... It's kind of,
2: not point blank, but you saved $10 million to Sean Jackson. Yeah, I think like that's obvious. Like you said, he sold his damn house. I didn't even know he sold his house. I wish we could trade him. Maybe they're trying to right?
0: increase the value of him.
2: Because NFL.com came out saying that in free agency, there's Golden Tate and who's the other guy?
0: Oh, Golden Tate and, ah uh, oh, crap.
2: It was someone, but it was Drama two board. guys that weren't that great. Mm-hmm. And like the other two guys that are possible for trade are Antonio Brown and Deshaun Jackson. If yeah. we can trade him, I I'd, I'd yeah. be happy. I'd take a fifth, like just just get something for him. That'd be great. Uh But I mean other guys, who would you say? I mean, everyone keeps throwing I mean, Curry Vinny, out there. Yeah, Vinny Curry? Bo Allen. Yeah. Uh um, Mitchon Ryan, but but don't they have cap penalties? No, they cuz they, they got long contracts.
0: No, they don't have any cap penalties. Um Yeah, I mean, Vinnie Curry, William Goldston is another one. They're yeah, William go, yeah. Possible. Um but well, then again, what, what do they do in this defensive scheme? Right. Um, you know, Cam, Cam Brate, You know He's been brought up as p- being possibly moved. But I don't see that. I mean, he just signed an extension, so I don't think that would be smart business. No. Um, you know, the, obviously the big name is Gerald McCoy. You know, he saved $13 million right there if they decide to move on from him. But... I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm on. I'm on the fence with him. You know, I can understand if they keep him, and I can just understand if they let him go or or try to trade him. Um, but then again, once you let him go, you know, how do you fill that gap? Um, so, I mean, but
2: the, their way is just throwing random blitzes and yeah. disguising things. But I mean, Vitevich can play a lot of the positions. You, right. You're not. V is not a downgrade under. Right. McCoy. Vito Vita was more disruptive than McCoy was at the end of the season. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but I agree. I mean, like you said, Gerald McCoy, 13 million. Deshaun yeah. Jackson, 10 million. Finney Curry, eight. Yeah. Cambridge, seven. I wouldn't trade him. Just maybe that's just I like him that much as a player, but there's no point in two. Yeah. Bo Allen's five. William Golson, 3.7. That's not that bad. Mitch right. Unrun, who didn't do anything, is 3.7.
0: Well, he's going to be gone. I mean, Evan Smith's going to be another one that will leave. Um, his his cap number yeah, will be million. off. He'll, uh-huh. he'll be gone. Um, I mean, other than that, I mean, maybe DeMar Dotson. I mean, he could be released, but it just depends on who you add. I mean, as far as offensive line, the good news is the cap is going to go up about $10 million, So that's another addition. That's more room. So we're going to gain some cap space there. Uh, and obviously, you know, you could always restructure contracts. Maybe they get something done with JPP. I don't know if he wants to restructure, but (laughs) you never know. I mean, there's, there's ways to create cap space.
2: Yeah. And then how much, we have only 8 million in cap space right now.
0: Uh, Yeah. I'm not sure on the exact number. I've heard
2: spot track.
0: Yeah. They're pretty good. I mean, I've heard from 15, you know, to what they're saying in eight, but I know the cap is going to go up. So that will add. You know, some some money to, for us, and it really starts with who you re-sign back. You know, are you going to re-sign Donovan? Are you going to re-sign Adam Humphries, Quan So, all those play a factor. Very, very true, and that's for another podcast. <laughs> uh, next question by Chef Aaron: uh, Do you see Noah Spence finally getting the opportunity to see the field? It felt like he never got a shot, especially with Mike Smith. No, like you you touched on this or not? Yeah, uh, I mean, I I I think this coaching staff's gonna going to bring the best out of him if if there's anything left i mean we're going to find out i mean this is the last year of his contracts um i think he's going to bring his his best foot forward and if he can be something uh, especially where i think they're going to have more stand-up type rushers and let jpp stand up a little bit more let you know carl Nassib, all those guys stand up a little bit more that might fit noah spence better um and maybe you know, we can see the resurgence of him and really get him going. I think coming into the draft, I think he was a better fit for a three-four scheme. You know, where he could play more linebacker and 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 come off the edge standing up. He's just not built to be a an inline DN where you have to ask him to stop the run and and do those kind of things.
2: I'll tell you this: he's going to drop down his nine thousand calorie diet that he had. He's <laughs> yeah. going to get back down to that two forty-two fifty playing weight. I think so. Uh, when he actually looked fast, like yeah. he looked slower. Just- he did. Point blank. I mean, yeah. maybe he's better at that playing weight.
0: Yeah, his first step was Let off. him
2: get to where he feels more comfortable. Don't force him to be one thing. Again, don't pigeonhole him to be one thing. Yeah. Let these guys play fast. Mm. He was obviously slower at that weight. Right. Just use him correctly. Top bowls holes. Do it. <laughs> but, um, Chef Aaron, here we go. For veteran help at running back, what are your thoughts
0: on Coleman or Murray? Whew. I mean, he's talking about, um, Tavon Coleman from That's Atlanta, to, yeah, yeah, and then he's talking about uh, Latavius Murray from Minnesota. Um, yeah, I mean, those are two good running backs. I mean, I'd probably, I'd probably stay away from Murray. Um, you know, Coleman would be, I mean, that'd be the perfect fit because he can do it all. He can catch, he can run. Um, but again, it dep- It depends on price tag. I mean, how much are you willing to pay? I mean, if you bring him in, I mean, he's obviously your number one guy. And then he can, you know, use him and Peyton Barber as a team and, and sprinkle in Ronald Jones. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed, but I'm just not sure how much they're going to really look at those two guys. Yeah, I mean, both can
2: catch the ball. Both have shown success in the NFL. Mm. But, but to me, like, just draft a guy. Yeah, yeah. I know they're proven things, but the amount of money you're going to have to give of running back and free agency. Look what last year's the 49ers gave the little guy from Oh yeah, McKinney. Minnesota.
0: Yeah. And he got hurt immediately and, yeah. and he, that's a huge mm-hmm. cap hit yeah i think he got about 7.5 and i know we were involved and i think we were probably going to give him about five which is fair but you know we weren't willing to go that high as far as numbers
2: And considering it's a running back by committee like yeah and then those who want levy bell my original stance is no yeah. I, I don't want Le'Veon bell he's he wants what 15 million or more
0: yeah he's not coming here
2: so no like the Everyone I know it's a huge name, but you said it you said it put it on Facebook, what'd you say? Everyone's chasing the name.
0: Yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah, everyone's chasing the name and not the, the right player, you know, the right name. Not the right yeah, not the right name. Yeah.
2: yeah. But it's like
0: it's true. Like
2: why yeah. why would you just get that huge cap hit at a running back, a guy that could get hurt at any moment, takes the biggest beating. I'm not saying it it isn't devalued. Mm-hmm. Running game is necessary, but the thing is Put it more on the offensive line, right. and then have multiple guys that can run behind that. That's my philosophy on running backs. Yeah. Get more guys that can do it instead of one guy that you have to pay uh-huh.
0: for two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of Bell, I think one team that you know could go after him that would be scary is, is the Colts. I mean, Colts get it, uh, Le'Veon Bell. That's that's a scary team. But know, Marlon Mack, he's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree.
2: Right, but one more from Chef Aaron. Is Devin White on the same level as Josh Allen? Just saw his name mocked to us on NFL Network.
0: Hmm. Devin White the same as Josh Allen. Uh, I like Devin White. I, I like how he plays the game. I like his sideline to sideline. I like his ability to be a, a difference maker in pass coverage. Um, yeah, he's a good player. Um, I think he's worthy of a top ten selection. But then you look at Josh Allen. um, Josh Allen, to us, me and Mark, as, as we look at him, um, he still needs some work. I mean, he's very athletic, don't get me wrong. He like he is super athletic. That guy can get back into coverage and cover wide receivers and, and do a lot of different things. Um, strong against the run game, big guy, um, has a ridiculous first step as far as a pass rusher, knows how to really rip and, and bend. Um, the only thing with him is just teaching him, Arsenal of moves, getting that pass rush repertoire. Um, you know, we look at like we bring up our guy uh, Jakai uh, Polite, who I know you love. Like that guy can do it all. He's got the the long arm. He's got the rip. He's got he's got the spin. the spin move. He's got he's got it all. I mean, eyes uh, always in the backfield. Yeah, I mean, maybe not as strong in the run game like Allen is, um, but I mean, he can do a lot of different things. Yeah, well, I mean, Devin
2: White. I said this while watching uh, Josh Allen, Ja'kai, Polite, and mm-hmm. just different. When you're watching people on tape, you know they're going to be a high first round pick. When literally, if you're watching someone else, mm-hmm. but they pop off and you are yeah. start watching that other guy, yeah, exactly. then you're like, "Holy crap, this guy's good." Yeah. Or you're just, you always hear his name, or they're doing things that other guys can't do. Devin White does that right. on every play. His, right. his ability to accelerate. And just bulldoze through people is insane. Mm-hmm. He's like a, a heat seeking missile. Yeah, he just goes, and once he once he sees where he wants to go, he goes. Mm. It's hard to beat him to that spot. Sideline to sideline, insane. He it's hard to block him because he's going to bulldoze through you. Mm. He's very very athletic. I think he was a running back at one point, Makes. but he's just he, he's big boy too. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to see, and he's so big, and it's you're like your eyes are drawn to him because when he moves. He's moving the whole damn screen. It's yeah. like, I don't know, just a very, very aggressive player. Do we use that in our new defense? I mean, Dodd-Bowles said, yeah, we want fast guys that play fast mm-hmm. and attack. He fits that to a T. Yeah. I'll say that. But does he value linebackers that much? I don't know because he used more safeties. Like Deion Buchanan, Teron Matthew. like who's the other safety they had? Not Church. Who is um, – no, yeah, but they had a lot more safeties and corners, a lot of nickel packages. Yeah. To me, so Buda we Baker. already have yeah, Buda Baker. They, yeah. they love safeties, uh, but I don't know if they value linebacker that much into to the point of top five pick. Right. I would say, yeah, if we traded down and our guy wasn't there and Devin White's there, uh, okay. Yeah. But I'm not going to – no, I'm not saying he's not a good player. He's right. a hell of a player. I think – um Last year, George's linebacker Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith, I think, was more of a smarter player. Devin White just going based off of sheer athletic ability, and he has all that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, and it's you know, I know that's um, that was from Peter Reports Mock Draft, who who had Devin White going to us, and, and they made a lot of good sense. I mean, you just don't know what you have at linebacker right now with the question marks of of Quan Alexander and even a Kendall Beckwith, who we just don't know, you know, how they're going to be going forward. Or, or are they going to be on the team? So, uh, yeah, I mean, if they want to, if they want to get a Devin White, you know, maybe after trading down, which would make more sense, and you add that with a Levante David, I mean, that'd be scary. I mean, that's a lot of speed on the field, um, especially what you can create. And but, like you said, I mean, do, do they value linebackers more than they do safeties? I mean, that's the big question. You look at what the Jets had, Jamal Adams, and then they take Marcus May in the next yeah, back round. Back. So, I mean, that shows you what he thinks. So. And I think it's going to come, and that'll be something to look down the road. Like, how do they feel about Justin Evans and how do they feel about Whitehead? um,
2: Or Adams, Andrew Adams.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: And those are three, like I've been saying, fast, hard-hitting guys. Yeah. They just didn't show it last year because they weren't in an an offense, a defense that was letting them be in that position to do. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, But, yeah, I mean, either one of those players would be great fits. I mean, Josh Allen I would love. Um, Same thing with – with uh, Devin White, so yeah,
2: but Josh Allen, he's probably going to go so high because he can do so much. Oh yeah, he has all the athleticism. He can rush the passer, obviously. And his uh, first steps are di- ridiculous, like you said. Yeah, and he can drop back. Yeah, like, a man that big and that fast to yeah. drop back, and it's
0: whew. yeah, especially the teams in front of us who who would love to have him. I, yeah, I, I'd be I'd be shocked if he's there at five. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh,
2: probably most overall ability player on the on the on the defensive side probably yeah, yeah i mean quentin williams is one thing but josh allen does everything mm-hmm. well i mean that's our take
0: yeah yep yep and i think that's all it for questions questions all right well i think that's going to do it for us i hope you enjoyed the episode and uh yeah i mean it's uh it's getting there we're we're moving along in this off season. it's going to be fun we got a lot more great stuff to uh to share with you guys and um yeah, just keep it going. We love the interaction on Twitter. Uh, keep that up. And uh, thank you guys again for the questions and always listening. And, and uh, we love the feedback, so much appreciated. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at RealBucksTalk, on iTunes at RealBucksTalk. Same thing with Google Play and Podbean. And everyone, have a great weekend. Uh, enjoy the games tomorrow, and go Bucks.